Hello, and welcome to another episode of Grant Francis Does a Podcast. This edition is a Mayflower Meets, and we meet an actress who's starred in Always a Bride, Fig and Dates, Woodfalls, Wrong Way Forward, Doctors, two pints of lager and a packet of crisps, and my almost family. She's now found on stage alongside Jennifer Ellison and Kim Marsh. It's Rachel Marwood, who plays Heather in the official Take That musical, Greatest Days. This podcast is produced by the Useful Media Company. Please like, follow and subscribe to Grant Francis UK. The official Take That musical, Greatest Days, comes to the Mayflower Theatre from the 26th of September 2023. I met with Rachel on Zoom and asked her where it all began. Honestly, who knows? I, I mean, I grew up in, in Grimsby, which um, at the time, in the 90s, didn't have a theatre. Um, and apparently I announced at two and a half that I was going to be on the stage um, to my very, very normal family who don't do anything in the sort of creative industries at all. Um, and rather than them sort of say, oh, what? No, absolutely not. They were sort of like, okay, how how, how do we do we sort of support that? Um, and uh, and it, it sort of went from there. I then, I found out a couple of years ago that my granddad's great grandmother was a comedy music hall performer which does explain and also was a redhead and nobody else in my family is a redhead so maybe it is maybe it is a a family thing after all but um (laughs) maybe it's somewhere in the genetics and it's just taken (laughs) a a, a few uh incarnations and a few generations for it to it to resurface again yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe. But yes, yeah, so then I, you know, I um I I got a job. My first job I I think I was about 14 or 15. Um and I worked as a backing singer for a Blues Brothers tribute band um that toured around well, not far from Grimsby to be honest. And we did like hen parties and and stuff. It was a, it was like such a crazy sort of first job. I I obviously lied and told them I was 18 um and uh, and that's sort of where it started but i always knew that i wanted to that the acting was first for me i always sort of sung alongside acting so when i went to drama school i trained i did um you know i went to birmingham school of acting um which has a sort of musical theater pathway so you sort of get singing lessons and, and all that kind of stuff but it's not a musical theater school um and it's only recently that I, that i've done that I've done musical theatre up until up until a few years ago. It was it was you know telly and straight plays, which is which has always sort of been where my passion lies. And then singing has sort of been I've sung in bands alongside. Um, but actually putting those two things together, um, I sort of kicking myself for not doing it all along because it is just the most fun. It's just so much joy doing doing this job doing and and I did Mama Mia as well. And again, just so much joy every night. A lot of people say when they get on stage, it's their safe space. They feel at home with the rest of the cast. It's it's you might have a thousand people watching what you're doing, but it's a it's a it's a place where you can feel at home. Does that ring true for yeah. you as well? Yeah, it is, and I can't explain it. it. It's such a strange thing, and I can't um, I can't get my head around the psychology of it. But um, but yeah, it just it, it it's. Yeah, I suppose feeling at home is a it's a good way of putting it, and and absolutely a safe space, and and a weirdly 
often the bigger the, the audience, the safer it feels. If I'm performing in front of 10 people, actually, I find that incredibly nerve wracking. Or, you know, if I, you know, I couldn't, you know, stand up and sing in front of you, you know, in, in just in a room. Well, go on. That would literally put the fear of God into me. <laughs> let's, let's have a rendition of Shine. Come on. No. <laughs> Tell me about your career highlights so far. What's What's been that moment? Apart from, we'll get on to the greatest day yeah, because probably. clearly that's something that you, you're really excited about. But what, what's been that moment when you've just had to pinch yourself? I've been really lucky to have quite a, a varied career. Um, I think lots of people can often get sort of put in a box of, oh, you know, you are a, a soap actor or you are a musical theatre actor or you, you know, are a dancer or whatever it is. And I, I've somehow, I don't know how it's happened, but I've, I've seemed to have quite a nice varied career um, across the mediums, you know, um, from doing bits of telly to um, I write as well. Um, and then obviously kind of straight theatre. I've done a lot of comedy, but I've, I've been lucky enough to have done some some sort of really dramatic stuff as well. Um, and, and funnily enough, I was talking about one of the one of the sort of smaller jobs that I ever did, um, it was at the New Diorama Theatre in London. It was a one-woman show. And I still, this was, God, this was, must have been about 13 or 14 years ago. It was a long time ago. And I still often think of that show as, as a, a turning point for me. I think, I think with each job, you, you know, you hopefully learn something about yourself. You know, you maybe learn something about yourself as an actor, and that job was a real turning point for me. Um, but th there's been tons of stuff. I, I mean, doing Mamma Mia and, and having such a dedicated audience, which is what we have on Greatest Days as well. It's it's just so wild that they are you they are with you from one minute into the show and they are with you right until the end when they're finally allowed to stand on their feet and sing and let you know let it all out and it, it, there's having not done musical theatre before that was a real sort of that was a pinch me moment it, it, it's quite overwhelming I sort of remember the first few times that it uh, you know first few shows um feeling like I don't know whether to laugh or cry or scream or <laughs> it's just incredibly overwhelming to have you know 1500 people to well edinburgh's like 3000 people you know throwing their joy back at you it's it's a it's a crazy thing <laughs> tell me about the show then the greatest day it's all take that music um but the band the boy band in our show we've got these five incredible lads um, that play the boy band and they're all they're always referred to as the band or the boys they're never actually named as take that even though the music is all of course take that so actually it's it's more about kind of a, a fan's relationship with music so someone coming to see this could be could have been a massive fan of the beatles or one direction or you know destiny's child or whatever it may be and it's more about that really and that relationship that you have and these these we meet these five 16 year old girls who are friends because of their love of this band um and then tragedy strikes and then we cut to 25 years later they haven't seen each other in all this time and they're meeting up at age 41 to go and see the reunion tour and so it's about 
friendship and you know how the things that we might imagine for our life when we're teenagers don't don't ever work out that way whether that be for good reasons or bad reasons it you know it's we can never predict the path that we're going to go down um and it's all underscored by this amazing music and these these boys who are playing the boy band are almost sort of a greek chorus they're with us throughout you know but the story is very much about the women i remember being sat in a maths lesson in 1995 there was uh, a couple of take that super fans they had the, the pencil cases they had the bags they had the they, they were super fans of take that oh yeah and then on the next table was the boy zone Super fans. Oh yeah, of course. Boys was around around that same time, wasn't it? They were yeah. the two boy band rivals, like One Direction and yeah. Busted. But which yeah. camp were you in? Oh, take that! It was there was no there was no contest. I think, especially as a northerner as well, there was absolutely no contest. Yeah, it was it was the it Manchester was like Oasis, boys. Or, yeah. yeah, it was like Oasis and Blur. Of course, it's Oasis. Like there was there was no. <laughs> There was no contest, but yeah, I think take that for me. I, I, it was my, I was a bit younger. I must have been around about ten when they first, when Prey first hit, and um, so it was sort of my first introduction to pop music and to, to like my own interest in pop music. First time I'd watched Top of the Pops, but you know, so it was quite a special thing for me. And I, I remember when, when. You know they split up and and i remember like people in a few years above me who were like very invested who were a little bit older than me who were who were kind of you know the the age that these girls are in the show we had to take days off school it was traumatic for them the, the world fell apart it did. it did if take that had come up to you and you had to meet and and just one band member oh god um i always really admired gary because he was the he was the the songwriter and you know he yeah sort of the creative genius of it all um but i was i definitely had mark and howard posters on my wall yeah so funnily enough that you know they're the three that i left <laughs> <laughs> maybe you have predicted the, right the future there. you were yeah you were back in the right horse you predicted the future i'd yeah, but Howard was never forget. Howard Howard sang Never Forget. And oh, that's of course, yeah. One of the biggest songs of all time. And in the show, that's the moment where that that's the overwhelming moment where the whole audience. I mean, certainly in the finale, the audience is singing with us. But even where it comes in the show is actually us, uh, our us older ones. It's our introduction into the story, and so you you feel this electricity of the audience going, ah, it's this song. It's it's something, it's something quite magical. There is something really powerful about that song. Yeah, it's so funny. My my partner's Romanian and when he goes to see the show, he, he'd heard of Take That and he knew maybe two or three of the songs, but it, it in, ha, didn't have a really much of a clue and certainly didn't know the moves. And when that happens in the finale, and every single person is on their feet with, you know, old, young, whatever, with their arms in the air, screaming, never! Like, it is just wild. He was like, what is happening? <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> Tell me about the fans that come and see the band in The Greatest Days. Are they the super fans that, that were, or is it a new generation of people that have found this music? 
it's a real mix. We've definitely got um, we've got lots and lots of women my age, you know, late thirties, early forties, who were fans of the band back in the day. They come with their school friends or with their friends, you know, from home that they grew up with, and it's a real nostalgic trip. Um, and they're definitely the ones at the end who are, you know, in tears because it's it's actually a real emotional roller coaster of a story. It's written by Tim Firth, who wrote Calendar Girls and Kinky Boots, and he knows how to reel you in with the comedy and get you laughing, and then smack you around the face with a bit of emotion. <laughs> and um, and it it really is. It obviously ends on a big high, but there's definitely you know, lots of of, uh, of tearful moments. So we've got those fans. And then we've got the daughters and all the children of those fans who grew up listening to mum's music or dad's music or whatever, um, which is gorgeous because they really relate to our 16-year-old younger selves. And so it's a really lovely sort of parallel. And then we've got, um, you know, your normal theatre going audience who are coming to see a, a Tim Firth show. Um, so they're, they're coming for the story and lots of them, especially the older generation, don't really know, take that songs. So, but they still relate, like I said earlier, you know, they relate to loving a band. They relate to having that connection with music. And actually it doesn't, it doesn't matter that, you know, they don't know every single word to every single song. It's, it, it doesn't matter. And, you know, the, the songs in the show, like I say, are sort of underscore the scenes a lot of the time. Um, uh, and, and take that, I've got such a massive back catalogue that you've got a song for every occasion, a song for every emotion. Um, so yeah, we've, we've definitely got, you know, the wild take that super fans who, when the show opens, they're, they're sort of, I think, maybe expecting like a take that concert. And there's definitely concert moments in the show um, there's a brilliant sort of medley where, you know, when we're back in the 90s, where the boys are doing a sort of concert medley that it, that just goes down an absolute treat. The boys are absolutely incredible. Um, but then, you know, then there's this whole sort of story that goes along with it. So it's been a real mix. And I think one of my favourite um, stage door interactions, we were in Sheffield and these big, you know, burly blokes came round to stage door at the end and they were like, well, I'm an air class, we're crying our eyes out in there. What have you done to us? You know, like really not expecting it, dragged along by the wives and absolutely living the best life, stood up never at the end. <laughs> now, you're on tour across the UK, but it's not just a UK tour for the greatest days because it's actually on two cruise ships at the moment with P&O Cruises, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. How, how amazing, what a brilliant, like, a, a brilliant branch out. I think it's a slightly different show from what I can gather. I think the actors play the younger selves and the older selves. So it's a slightly different variation, but yeah, I mean, and you've got the film as well that's out at the minute. So yeah, it's, it's everywhere. Can't get, can't get away from it. Is there a yeah. difference up and down the country, like with the the locals in, in the Midlands yeah. to the, to the Southerners? Yeah, there's a there's always a difference with audiences. Um, and I think especially with this show, I think um, we did two weeks in Manchester. Everywhere else we've done one week, but Manchester, of course, take that. It's from Manchester. So we knew that it was just going to have too much, you know, a, a big demand. And we were at the Palace there, which is a huge theatre. Um, and certainly the Manchester audiences were wild for it um, and very emotional as well with it. 
I, I think I think with this show, it really speaks to um, not just a northern audience, but maybe maybe a working class audience. I'm not I'm not entirely sure what it is, but we definitely notice in some cities. It, it the reaction is so strong and it's you know we're, we sort of come out at stage door we have these women going oh I'm the the Heather one or oh, she's the Claire one and she you know and they sort of really identify um with the characters but I've got to say up and down the country from uh from you know with Glasgow last week to you know the middle of the country and Wolverhampton and right down to um South End and and uh, we're doing Truro and a bit later in, in in a few months. It's it's just the 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 reaction that we've got is so warm, and people are just so up for having a lovely time. Um, and I think even the people that are maybe expecting a bit of a take that show, as soon as the story starts, they're totally on board with that and and you know coming along for the ride with us. Which is which is we're so grateful for. It's it's really just been the most gorgeous, gorgeous audiences. You said earlier about learning from every job that you take on and every role that you you have. What what have you learned from the greatest days? Oh, that's that's a really good question. I don't know if I I don't know if I really know at the time what I'm learning. It's it's usually about six months later I go oh yes I am now changed because of this and this and this um I will say on this job um I didn't I wasn't sure if I'd ever tour again because I um I've got an almost two-year-old but we decided to um my partner put his career on hold to come with us so we're touring with a toddler um and I've got to say that that is actually massively adding to my enjoyment of this job. And people sort of think I'm mad and think that, that surely will, would add to the chaos and the dreadfulness of the job. <laughs> but it, it's it's not, it's, it's just, it it's, makes the kind of touring around one week in each place really exciting, like an adventure. So I definitely don't know what I've learned from the actual job yet, so probably won't until it's finished. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly realizing that actually have, ha, going on an adventure is is definitely what I'm up for. If you could perform just one song from the show again, what would it be? Oh, do you know? Well, there's a song that I wish I performed in the show. It's performed by uh, Mary Moore and the, and the younger girls. They do relight my fire, oh. and it is an absolute banger. Mary sings the living daylights out of it. And um, and the dance routine is is I could never in a million years could manage that, <laughs> but I wish I could. <laughs> For someone that's in two minds of coming to see the show, uh, what what would you say to that person to tip them to pick in those seats? Well, I think if you're a fan of music in general, I think you know come with your pals, have a nice time. Um, it's uh it's definitely a feel good show but it's it's more than that it's um it's bring 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 a little packet of tissues with you because it does hit you it hits you right in the in the heartstrings <laughs> but it's a song about friendship so come with your pals and and enjoy it together cry together laugh together absolutely friends together rachel it's been brilliant speaking to you thank you so much uh, for joining me and thank you the- for having me 
best of luck uh, going forward with the rest of the tour. Thank you so much. The official Take That Musical Greatest Days is coming to the Mayflower Theatre on the 26th of September. Find out more at mayflower.org.uk. And if you can't wait to see the show, there's a film adaptation of Greatest Days on Amazon Prime. For more podcasts like this, please like, follow and subscribe to Grant Francis UK in all of your socials. Until the next episode, I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.